Thought I'd start off with a song Haven't been here for so long And I feel I should apologize And what good excuse can you be told Months since my last episode And I need you to hear this now I'm bringing all new shows to you Book club and other stuff too So I hope you are ready to stay strange This long break must come to an end I miss all my stranger friends So please know that I'm still here So get ready Cause I'm still here I'm still here I'm still here I'm still here жив, но еле дышит. Если так продолжать, что он умрет. He was strong American. Perhaps the motherland could use that strength. Отправьте его на Камчатку. things the greatest show alive all we can do is wait for season five i thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what i call the stranger danger book club ah, stranger danger book club ah, book club ah, stranger danger book Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? Check, check, mic one, check, check. Does this thing still work? Well, greetings. 
stranger friends. I know. I know. It's been way, way, way too long since I've last uh, spoken with you. And all I can say is, mm, my bad. Uh, no, honestly, I want to apologize for taking so long to finally get a new episode up for you. So I remember I got an episode up right, I think it was either New Year's Eve or right before New Year's Eve. And it's June now, Mike. That's, that's six months ago. Yes, yes, yes. But then uh, I forget what happened in January. And then February come around. I was like, oh, God, I haven't done an episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So I got an episode up in February, um, which is the second month. So that's, okay, wait, wait, hold on. It's been a while, but I think I can still, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven months. So actually, this, I'm sorry, it's not June, it's July. Um, it's the it's seven months since December and five months since February. And that's how math works. Uh, and then I remember... So here's what happened. So February, I got an episode of. I was like, "Oh my god, it's just, it's just, I haven't done it. I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm just lazy, busy, whatever you want to say." Then March comes around. Now I do another podcast. I may have talked about it once, twice, or twenty times here, uh, called Geek Mentality. That's kind of my home base. That's actually where Stranger Danger first lived. It was, it was its own feed, and it was living on Geek Mentality, kind of my home base for where I do just kind of fun different things. I do a movie month every June. I just finished that. I do um, a Christmas podcast in December. It's really like a bunch of mini series put into one feed called Geek Mentality. Uh, and March came around. And for the last three years, I've been doing a thing called Marchy McFly, which is dedicated to the Back to the Future movies. So obviously 2020, uh, 2021, I should say, I did the the, the original, the greatest, my favorite movie of all time, 2020, which is also plays into uh, Stranger Things 4, uh, 2020, wait a minute, Stranger Things 3, oh my God, it's been so long, oh, I've got to get back on this bicycle and start pedaling, get back into the things, into the, into the world of oh, Stranger Danger and Stranger Things, so... 2022, obviously, I did Back to the Future Part 2, and naturally, you'd think 2023, I'd do Back to the Future Part 3. Well, guess what? I did. So that is an episode, that is a uh, podcast where I do uh, an episode every day in the month of March, 31 episodes. Uh, yep, 31 episodes, and I watch the same movie every day for 31 days. I did that originally for a thing called Jogist, which was uh, all about Jaws in August of 2020. Uh, so that comes around, March comes around. And then I'm like, okay, I, I take a breather in April. I'm like, all right, I got to, and I, and I still am working on some other things for other shows that I do. Uh, and then April comes around. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. And then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. So now I'm, I realize I want to do a, um, an episode covering the Kamchatka uh, comic book. And so I make this, I buy it. I make this whole thing, I, I tweet about it, that I am flying, I flew down in April to Florida, stayed with my mother-in-law for a couple of days, and I drive her and her dog back to Massachusetts. And I read half of Kamchatka, then I, I got down to Florida, and I was like, well, I'll finish it, I'll finish it, I'll finish it. And I never finished it. And I was like, oh God, I need to get back to this. And then we get back, and it is right before, it's like right around May, the beginning of May we get back. 
And so I'm trying to get back into the swing of things with work. And then work is is extra busy. And then there's like new new people. I have a new manager coming at work. So I'm like, oh, I got to prepare for that. And look, these are all terrible excuses because work's during the day and I could be doing this at night. And I just wasn't doing it. And then all of a sudden it's June. I said, oh my goodness, it's my movie month, which is a... It's just like one of my favorite things to do. I watch a movie every day in June and I do a podcast about one every day in June. And that this was my 10th year of doing that. So I was like, I'm not messing that. And that like that's a podcast every day for 30 days also. So it gets hard to do other multiple things every day. And I want to give you uh, something that I actually, you know, I don't want to rush it. I want to put the time into it. And finally, I'm like, all right, we're done. June is over. I, I finished. I had a nice vacation. It's July. And I'm like, okay, ready to go. Oh, you know what? Um, my wife wants to go do something because she's on vacation. Oh, let's go do this. Oh, let's go that. I'm like, oh, by the time night comes around, I mean, I am, I am not a spring chicken anymore. So I'm like, um, I'm tired. Should I do a podcast or should I read my Spider-Man book and go to bed? Yes, right now I'm reading a Spider-Man novel. It's a novel, but it's, 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 you know, it's about Spider-Man. Uh, and so finally I said, you know what? I said to my wife, wife, that's what I call her. I said, wife, tonight I'm recording a new Stranger Danger and nothing's going to stop me. And she said, uh, okay, um, I'll, I'll go in the other room. I was like, thank you. Like I, I was like made this big, none of that really happened. I did tell her that I'm, I'm recording. I'm definitely recording. And uh, here I am. So a couple things I want to talk about before I get into Kamchatka. Um, number one. I just want to apologize again for taking so long to get back to you, uh, the greatest podcast and television audience in the world, The Stranger Friends. Number two um, is that, wait, was there a number? There was a number two. Oh, I have all your voicemail. I have it. I haven't lost any of it. I have it all saved. Um, and I think it would be the, the best thing to do is to go through, I'm going to go through all of them and I'm just going to do a um, voicemail episode, kind of voicemail episode. And then if there's time to do other things as well. And I know I talked about the, the pot, the, um, the movie where Hopper, um, David Hopper stars as a ghost and Netflix. And I said, Hey, wouldn't it be great if you send in voicemails about that? And I'll talk about that and I'll do a whole special episode on that. So that is still in the books, even though that is months and months ago. I, I'm one, if some of you sent in voicemails based on that movie, uh, then I'm definitely going to do that and save one just for that. It might be a shorter episode, but I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, and of course, then I have other things I want to do. There's, obviously, there's more Stranger Danger Book Club coming. They're doing a novel on, on, Eddie, on Eddie Munson, which is amazing. I can't wait to read that. Hopefully it's filled with all kinds of heavy metal stuff that, uh, you know, me growing up as a child of the eighties and nineties will love, well, the eighties for them. But, um, that's, I grew up a child of the eighties and the nineties, but obviously the music of Eddie Munson is focused in the wonderful 1980s. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that. And I, and I know I've talked about this other thing where I call uh, the, the people of stranger things. I am doing that. And, I am doing uh, another thing that you um, that I'm just going to be calling Stranger Danger Forever, or I, I think I'm going to call it Stranger Things Forever, uh, and I think you can kind of figure out what that's going to be. Um, but that's another. Uh, I'm going to tell you. You want to know what it is? 
It's a rewatch. It's not a rewatch of all the, the episodes. We did that in the final rewatch. But I feel like Stranger Things 4 demands a good rewatch. And so I'm going to watch rewatch every episode of Stranger Things and uh, 4 and you know talk about them. I mean, it's going to be a much it, much different from the full episodes where I go detail the detail. This is much lighter. Really, I try to not take many or any notes and just try to kind of talk about things, how I remember them, how we remember them, and like, oh, looking back at it as a, you know, a second time around. Because every, you know, everything we did for the last, you know, for Stranger Danger, Stranger Things 4 was like, like experiencing it and feeling it for the first time. And now, like, that's been a year, really, since that's been done. So it's, I think it's, it'll be fun to go back because I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't rewatched it. I watched it. I obviously I went crazy in depth with every episode, and then you know I started focusing on on other things in you know to do with the book club, and um, I really want to um, kind of focus. I, I I think it'd be great to go back and just refresh myself now. That last time it was like it led right into Stranger Things four. Obviously, this time, unless I really space it out, because we have no idea when Stranger Things 5 is coming. Um, people may like to speculate, but all, that's all it is, is speculation. Uh, the last thing I saw, which isn't a... Um, okay, I'm going to look up Stranger Things Twitter. And they, they tweeted something which was interesting. And all it says is, this was five days ago, and it says, um, hashtag Stranger Things on stage. There's a Stranger Things... Uh, play that's coming to uh, it's going to be in London. I would love it if it was also you know comes came to like the United States of America and most specifically to like Boston. But if you're in London, if you're in England and you can see this, um, I hope you get a chance to, and you're lucky. But all it says is Stranger Things on stage will take you right back to the beginning of the Stranger Things story. And it might hold the key to what comes next. Now, I want that, that. I take that as two different things. Does that mean what comes next in Stranger Things five, or does that mean it holds the key of what comes next in the Stranger Things world, like after Stranger Things five? Because remember, we're getting different pieces of Stranger Things. We're getting a different like stories in the world eventually. Um, but and I, th- I think the story has something to do with Bob Newby's sister uh, and Bob Newby, like his time in, in the AV club. So it goes back to that time, uh, which I think they say it is in the 50s, if I'm correct. Uh, this is me just going off something I read the other day. Uh, didn't look at anything, but I just read that, that, um, that tweet really quick. So that's exciting, right? But um, long story short, uh, we don't know when five is coming. We, I would love it to be, I would love it. It has to be 2024. I feel like they can't like the, the COVID protocols that, that slowed everything down. Um, I would assume, you know, there's, there's protocols, but I would assume it's much safer and much easier to produce things, um, now. But then of course, right now there's the Hollywood writer strike, which is slowing everything down. Um, because your productions aren't, they're not going to go on and do things without, you know, write without the writers. 
So that halted production for Stranger Things. I don't know if it means... I don't know exactly, because if, if maybe everything wasn't written out, I don't know how it works. But either way, either it's because they don't, they can't do it, or it's a show of solidarity. You know, obviously, I support the them and I support the writers. I think we all do. It's just like, no, we want our show. We want it quickly. Um, but you know, it doesn't matter. Look, we waited forever for Stranger Things four, and you know what happened? Guess what happened? It was amazing. It was incredible. It it any any thought of like oh god they, they, you know these kids are they're older now and oh god it's been so long is it even going to have the same you know feeling yes yes it is and it's bigger and better than ever so I hold like I have no worries I don't care I obviously I want it as quickly as possible but I have no worries that they aren't going to deliver something incredible to uh, complete this story in the larger world. Uh, but speaking of the larger world, uh, obviously in Stranger Things 4... Oh, so long story short, I, again, I said that twice, but I, I will get to all your voicemails, um, and I look forward to doing other things, and this is just kind of the kickoff, the beginning of um, extra episodes to come as we kind of sit here and wait for Stranger Things 5, and I want to thank everybody who um, who has stuck by the show. If you have sent a voicemail, if you've sent an email, or if you sent an iTunes uh, review, I will definitely get to all that stuff uh, probably in the next episode or the episode after that. And um, then we'll take it from there, right? All right. Uh, now, without any further ado, uh, speaking of a larger world, obviously in Stranger Things 4, um, our friend Hopper was taken. Jim Hopper was taken by those Russians brought to Russia, and after, you know, after some severe questioning, some might say torturing, he was sent to Kamchatka. But what is Kamchatka? And am I saying it correctly? I don't know. It is that big, scary prison in Russia. And Dark Horse Comics put together a, um, a four-part series, a four-part comic book series, where we learn a little more about... Kamchatka. Stranger Things. Kamchatka. Script by Michael Morrissey or Morakey or Morrissey. I, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. Line art by... Todor Ristov. I'm almost positive I got that one wrong. Colors by Dan Jackson. I'm pretty sure I nailed that one. Lettering by Nate Picos or Picos of Blambot. Front art and chapter break art by Mark Aspinall. And it's weird. It's like, it's black text. It's red text on a black background. And I'm sure it's just an optical illusion, but it almost feels... Like, do you remember the old Nintendo 3DS where it, like, it wasn't quite 3D, but it felt three-dimensional with depth? I think it's just a trick of my old failing eyes. And this, of course, is a comic by Dark Horse Comics, Dark Horse Books. Originally was released as four separate issues. I bought the collector's uh, version on Amazon. So I hope you have a chance to purchase it and kind of read along with me as we go through uh, this book. I'm excited. Kamchatka. The cover has a cool drawing of, uh, like, cover art of, um, there's two kids 
who are, um, I believe, you know, part of the, some of the main story. I think. I think. I mean, I don't know. Again, I've only read half of it. So guess what? The other half, we're going to be going through this together for the first time. And it's been months since I've even read the first half. So I can't wait to relive it and um, also kind of experience it for the first time. Hopefully, at least the first time for me, it might be uh, the more than, you know, the second or third or tenth time for you guys. But we've got some kids. We've got a, a, a gun in someone's hand. That's never good. We have two uh, dudes dragging a body into a s- the trunk of a snowy car. That's probably even uh, that's even l- also never good. Uh, we got some dude with a nice popped collar. Looks like he's ready for a warm. I mean, to feel warm in a cold, brisk day. And we have, of course, a demogorgon uh, in chains with a, a chain or like a clasp around his co- like his neck and a chain. It's funny, we used to say, you know, the first Stranger Things, it was the Demogorgon. Now it's a Demogorgon because there are just so many of them and they're all, they're all working for, well, we know who they're working for. So uh, we, we flip the page and now we see a cover and it shows those same two kids. Uh, this might be the cover of a specific issue or just a chapter break, but it's the older girl covering the mouth of the younger boy and holding up her hand like, shush. It's almost like she's looking at us and saying it. So I'm like, I'm nervous. I want to be quiet. So the uh, first thing we see is a gas mask. Ooh. Now, at first I thought it was going to be like that thing they put on a hopper, but it's just a gas mask. And um, it's it looks like it's a guard or some kind, just kind of standing there holding a gun. And there's these two guys next to him. Uh, and one guy says, believe me, Dr. Netenko. Uh, because of my line of work, I know all about precautions. I'm going to do some bad Russian accent, so get ready. If you had seen the things I've seen, you too would learn to be skeptical of everything. That's bad. That's, that's a terrible accent. He says, but I won't go any further or put on that mask until you explain why you've brought me here. Oh, there I go. I'm kind of getting it now. And the other guy says, yes, uh, see, unfortunately, you must see it with your own eyes. Only then can you possibly understand. In the meantime, I ask that you trust me, Dr. Olaf. A man, or the, he says, I ask you to trust me. Dr. Olaf, a man of your particular interest, you're going to want to meet what's on the other end of that tunnel. I think I know what it is. So he hands, so okay, so there's two dudes we got to worry about. Natenko and Orloff, and they're both doctors. Well, I'm sure they're very nice guys, both doctors. Uh, and he hands the dude a gas mask, and now they go down this hallway. They leave the first dude behind, and um, Natenko's like, you have an intriguing background, doctor. I think I'm going to do this like Dracula almost. You have an intriguing background, doctor. Telekinesis, mind control, various attempts to make advances in fringe science. It's all very unique. Like I like to pause at the end of every sentence. You've even created the device of your own. I'm told it harnesses this so-called telekinetic power. It's like, in theory, yes, I can't say I've had much of an occasion to use it. And above him, it's like a, like a pop, uh, like the lights popped. And the other guy's like, yes, that happens from time to time. Come, it's about time we put your device of yours to good use. See, I did it again. I paused. So they're in that, they go through this door and they're in this like, it's in the, it almost looks like, are they in the lab from Stranger Things 4 
where they found all the stuff because I see some tanks in the background. Uh, not tanks like driving tanks, like tanks that you would put, um, you know, what they found, Demogorgons in. You know, like uh, back to tanks from back to, from Star Wars from Back to the Future. So the 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 main guy, not the 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 guest, but the first guy, he's like, bring the subject forward. And um, the Orloff dude's like, excuse me, doctor, I'd really like to know why I'm here. What is this place? And the first guy says, your Soviet Union needs you, Dr. Orloff, and I hardly need to remind you that there's no greater honor than answering your country's call. He's like, oh, yes, of course, of course, but I questions later. For now, I'd like to introduce you to your new assignment. And then, like... Apparently, he didn't care. He took the mask off right away. He's like, what in God's name is that? That doctor is a weapon. And they're looking through this grate, through like a cell. And on the other side, we see it. The Demogorgon. And there's, right a, there's like a noise that it, he's, it's making. And I'm going to say what it says. It says, scrack, scrack. That's what it says. And he says uh, to the doctor, to Orloff, he says, and you're going to help us keep it alive. So this obviously, this is one they got. See, when is this? Because I don't, I'm trying to put the timing where the timing is in this. But maybe this is when they first got it. So maybe Jim is there in the prison. Again, I I don't know as much. Maybe you, you already know. But I don't know, and I love that I don't know. I love that I'm not like pretending what happens next, but I've read the whole thing. This is exciting. So we cut away from the prison, and we go to, uh, looks like some apartment building, and um, we see the older sister. She's looking on her brother. She says, I, I hope you're having sweet dreams, brother. And she goes to her kitchen, gets some milk, hears a crash, runs, and um, there's someone trying to break in or someone come in into the house. I'm sorry. And um, she's like, who's there? Who's there? And, and boom, it's the dad. He's like, Anna. She's like, dad, what are you? He's like, sweetheart, listen to me. Wake your brother right now. Both of you go downstairs to Mrs. Sidorum and stay there. You have to go right now. Sidorova, Mrs. Sidorova. So she get he gets, looks like he's coming in hot. And he was in he was in his office. He wasn't coming in. He was in a different room. He's got some sort of briefcase in his hand. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. And he's like, oh, no. He's like, take this. Hide. I'm not going to do the accent the whole time. Oh, maybe I am. Take this. Hide this. Whatever you do, don't let them have it. She's like, Dad, I don't understand what is happening. He's like, there's no time. Go, go. So she runs off with the briefcase, uh, goes behind a door. But she opens it and looks in really, really quietly. And there's these two uh, look like you know Soviet KGB dudes. Hands up, don't move. He's like, I'm not moving. I surrender. I surrender. And then, oh, is it okay? Is that the doctor that we saw earlier? He said, um, my good doctor, what was all this fuss necessary? And Orlov says, I destroyed the device, broke it into a million pieces. You'll never get it to work. Oh, Boris, Boris, I really wish you hadn't said that. Even if I did believe you, your resistance means I can no longer help you. As one scientist to another, and then in the other room, uh, the brother wakes up, and she's like, Anna, why are you in my room? And she's about to, that's when he grabs her. She grabs him, puts the mouth around his, hand around his mouth. I'm, I'm 
bad at words, and says, shh, and that's the picture we saw um, from the chapter break. Uh, and then outside, the the main the bad Russian dude says, "You're going to have to deal with my superior now." And let me warn you, you're not going to like her. Doctor Nerchenko, we searched Olaf's office. The device isn't here. Should we continue the rest of the apartment? So the the guard comes out. Looks like he whacks uh, Orlov on the head, and um, they're hiding. The kids are hiding in the other room, and uh, Nerchenko's like, "That won't be necessary, Captain." So I don't know why he says that, but they're like, come on, the, the girl gets the brother, let's get under the bed. Um, and Natenko says, Orlov made this device once before. I'm confident he can be convinced to make it again. My superior will make it abundantly clear that his life depends on it. So we see Anna, the, the sister, uh, crying, holding, the, de- holding the, the device, we would assume. It's a, it's a package of some sort. And... Um, She's crying because they took her dad away. So it's three days later, and um, the sister and the brother are in the middle of the park, and the little boy's like, I'm not even sure we know his name yet. Oh, his name is Leonid. So it's Leonid and Anna. And he's like, "Uh, when are we going to do something to find dad? She's like, do something like what, Leonid? Do you think this is something the police can help with? He's like, no, but maybe if we can open up the case we can figure it out she's like no dad trusted me with this we're not going to screw around with it I'm not screwing around if it, if it helps dad and then children all of a sudden a woman shows up you mustn't worry about your father he's working for the state and there is nothing to fear from the state and she says yes Mrs. Sodrova so that's the woman who's been watching them and she says remember remember that always and remember also and she leans really close to them and she says that the secret police are everywhere. So mind what you say. They're always watching. Like that Mr. Frost. He's always watching. And you see there's this dude, Mr. Frost, who's up in the apartment looking down really creepily. But it seems like Mrs. Sodrova might know something or at least know that um, you don't want to ruffle any feathers and give the appearance that everything is cool. She said, so now she says, my poor Anna, you've grown up so much, so fast since your mother, she pauses, so obviously their mother is no longer with us. Um, Or she's gone or she passed away. She says, take care of your brother as you always do. Your father will return and you will be family again. Mark my words. And then she walks away. So maybe maybe she just knows for them to be quiet because she knows what what their dad does. And uh, the little kid's like, we haven't been a family since mom. She's like, don't even talk like that. We're still a family. And mom would expect us to do everything we can for each other. You're right. We have to do something. Dad needs us. So she says, whatever happened to him, it has to do with this case. We're still not going to mess with it. But if we can learn what dad's been working on and where. And um, Leonid's like, and we can figure out who took him. We'll go to the lab, she says, tonight. But we have to be, and Leonid's like, we'll be like secret spies on the hunt for, she's like, Leonid, we have to do it quietly, okay? Got it? Yes, we'll be super secret agent spies. Look, Mrs. Zodrovers uh, might be a little weird, but she's right about one thing. Someone is always watching. We cut back to the prison, and we see Orlov's in a cell. 
And uh, they're like, come on, let's move. She wants to see you, doctor. So they bring her, they bring him uh, down some step. He's like, what is this place? What are you taking me? And you hear someone screaming, let me out, let me out. It's like, hey, and they shove him forward. And all of a sudden you see this woman. She says, Dr. Olov, a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> I can't help but do the voice. At long last, I am Dr. Karine. I trust your wait was a pleasant one. And someone behind her is like, please, please, listen to me. I swear to God, I'll be good. And they're like, she's completely ignoring him. He says, I understand we have a problem, Dr. Orlov. And Orlov says, no, you have a problem. You want to keep that thing alive, and I will not help you. Ah, that's the great pragmatic mind I've heard so much about. Unfortunately, I don't think you've grasped the breadth of your situation. And she tells him, I think it's only fair. I've explained to you. So that guy in the cage behind her, she goes up to this cage, there's this wheel, and she she puts her hand on it, and she starts turning it, but she says, one way or another, we will find a way to replicate your device. Preferably, you save us all the time, uh, a lot of time and discomfort, and you do the work yourself. You still have time, Doctor, to be a hero of your country. I'll see to it myself that you're decorated and well compensated. Um, and she, but she says, or doctor, you can choose a different path. But like I said, before you decide, I think you deserve to understand your situation. While she's saying that, the dude behind the, the, the prison, behind the grate, behind the, uh, the wall, the bars, he's like, what is this? What are you doing? Stop that. Stop spinning that. She's spinning this. And that's when she says, you know, you can understand the, the, you know, your situation. And we, she says, you can understand your situation fully. And when she finishes saying that, what she opened up was a little door in the back of the guy's cell. And out comes a demogorgon. And it's like, and he said, no, no, no. The thing leaps on this prisoner and just tears him apart. It's, all, it's, the, it's good old mouth face. Um, just jumps on him, eats his chest. He's like, no. And she's, she looked, you know, Orlov's watching this in just horror and disgust. And she's like, I'll leave you here for a little while. Give you some time to consider. I can't help but do the pause. So we cut back to uh, their apartment the office, and the kids are in there, and they're looking, anything at all? It's like, no, nothing about the secret device, nothing about lab work the dad was working on. All I got here are some letters to dad. And the brother's like, I'm, I'm scared. Are we ever going to see him again? And she says, listen to me. We've been through worse, okay? We know dad's out there, and we're not going to give up on him. And I know he'll never give up on us. And Leonid says, but what'll we do if he never comes home and it's just you and me? And she says, then I'll take care of us both. But you can't think about that. Everything's going to be all right. And while, while she says right, all of a sudden they hear voices coming from the other room. As long as, so someone's in the apartment, as long as Dr. Orloff refuses to cooperate, we're going to have to find our own way to replicate the device. So there's uh, the bad doctor again. And he's like, we start here, Olaf's lab. Grab that, equi- grab the equipment. Anything that isn't bolted down is coming with us. Ah, everyone, stay where you are. I believe we have company. So she hears the kids. And uh, let me see if I can remember. But he doesn't see them yet. But he's like, Anna and Leonid, there's no sense in hiding, all right? 
we're going to find you. Oh, he sees their bicycle. That's how he knows they're there. And he's like, we're going to find you, so why don't you come out now? Maybe we can find a way to help each other. Uh, how does that sound? And Leonid runs out. He's like, give us back our dad. Runs out, and um, one of the, gra- one of the uh, prison guards grabs him. And, and Anna's like, let him go. Of course, of course. A private, please lower the child. We can all be friends here, right? And the friends, they help each other. Uh, you can help by giving me that case. And Anna says, no, no, never, not until you take me to our dad. Uh, and the doctor says, I can have my doc, my soldier take hold of your brother again. I can have him do much, much worse. And then you hear a voice in the background say, no, actually, you can't. And he takes the, prison, the guard and boom, snaps his neck right there. And they're like, who the hell are you? Get him. The two guards turn their gun on him and he grabs them, grabs the gun, shoots one guy, takes the gun, shoots, you know, smashes the other guy. And then um, the, 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 other, the original doctor is like, listen, please, I'm just a scientist, a, a servant of the state, smacks him with the gun. And they're like, uh, don't hurt us, Mr. Frost. Because it's that same dude who was looking out the window before. Remember, Mr. Frost is always watching. And he says, why would I save you just to hurt you myself? She's like, because you're one of them. You're with the secret police. Oh, yes, I am. Or I was. It is complicated. Well, if you're not here to hurt us, why are you here? He says, your dad was taken. And the men who took him are, let's just say, I'm ashamed of what my country has become. So Anna's like, so what then? I'm going to help you get your dad back. Wait. Leonid's like, are you a super secret agent spy? It's like, what? No. And why would I tell you if I were? Look, there's only one important question here. Do you two want to help me or not? The answer, by the way, is yes. You have no other options. And like, wow. Anna says, wow. When you put it that way, you, your offer is too good to pass up. Great. Then let's get moving then. We've got a lot of ground to cover. And he picks, up a, he picks up a file. And on the file, he reads one word stand, that stands out. Kamchatka. And that is the end of chapter one of this four-part series. So that's how the first issue ends. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so what have, we, what have we got so far? We have um, the scientists who work at uh, Kamchatka. They've got a Demogorgon, and they bring in a doctor who's worked with telekinesis and uh, mind reading and all kinds of cool stuff, uh, and they want him, he's built some sort of device. I have no idea what the device is. They want him to use that device and help to keep this, this creature alive. Uh, he wants no part of it, so he obviously escapes. He takes the device. He says he destroys it, but he gives it to his, his kids to hide while they take him away. Uh, and then they go back to look for it. They find the kids there, but then, of course, Mr. Frost shows up, and he's like John Wick. Uh, I, Mr. Just even the name, cool, Mr. Frost, comes in, bam, 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 saves the kid, kids and says, come on, let's go, and that's the end of the issue. If, if I read that as one issue and had to wait a month, I'd be like, oh, my God, what happens next? But luckily, we don't have to wait that long. Kamchatka, chapter two. The chapter break shows a really 
great uh, drawing, great, great cover art. And it shows, I think it's Frost or it's the bad doctor or it's, I can't tell. It's some dude with like a uh, wiffle cut, I think. And he's in the background. But in the foreground, we see it's kind of like he's the bigger part of the drawing. But the main part of the drawing is Frost running with the two kids, looking like they're running away from uh, bad Russians. So why don't we get right in there? Ooh, the first, and we see a nice little um, break of a drawing of the, uh, the Demogorgon. Again, I'm sure we're going to see that in one of the frames in this, uh, this chapter. So they're... Oh, are they still in the... Uh, they're still at the apartment. It says, take everything. All of it. One way or another, we will get inside of Olaf's mind and crack that science, the science behind that device. No one will stop us. So it seems like Frost didn't, like, kill them or anything. He just beat them up really good, took the kids, and ran. So they're still there. And he's like, no one will stop us. Then you hear, you see, knock, knock. It's like, oh, what is that now? Whoever you are, we're conducting important research in here, and we cannot afford to be interrupted. Boom. The, uh, the door opens, and there's a dude in there, and... Dr. Nitenko, I am Ivan. I've come to relieve you of your duties. This dude looks like a giant Russian Daniel Craig. Um, he's humongous. He fills the doorway almost. There's a couple guys behind him, but he fills the doorway, and he's there to tell Nitenko, yeah, I'm here to relieve you of your duties. He's like, wait, what? The Kremlin doesn't tolerate failure, comrade. This situation has become more than you're capable of handling. He's like, no, I, I'm handling it. Someone please show me the last night's security footage. Over here, sir. And he's like, I'm the one in command. What happened last night? It, And they show um, the, some video. And I don't know how they got this video, where the security footage was. But it shows Frost taking them out. And he's like, it was just some old man. You fool. Oh, I'm sorry. Nakenko says it was just some old man. And Ivan's like, you fool. That is not just some, some old man. That is one of the most dangerous men in this entire country. Oh, I'm very excited. So we cut over to, uh, back to uh, Kamchatka, I believe. And um, there is a, we see the doctor that we do like. He's a little beaten up, but he's, he's walking around. He's in the lab there. And there's someone there who says, and it, there's quotes around there, so they're quoting something. There's other worlds than these. Those are your words, Dr. Orlov, from last year's science journal. Other worlds than these. What a concept. I've been following your work for many, many years now, and uh, now here you are, working beside by side me. What a thrill. Yeah, this is a real dream come true. <laughs> it's just like almost a, um, a sarcastic, but this, this young guy, this young doctor, seems really excited about the work and about working with uh, Orlov. He's like, uh, yes, dream, that is it. Parallel universes, I always thought of it as a dream. But you, you prove that they are very real. And Orlov's like, uh, well, my theory speculates they're real. It's not like there's hard evidence that proves parallel universes actually exist. Um, and this dude's like, our friend down in the cellar begs to differ. And uh, I know he doesn't know yet, 
But you and I, we know, yes, there are our parallel and alternate universes. We know that for a fact. We've seen it with our own two eyes. So Orloff's like, I don't even know what that is. As for my work, I speculated. That is what scientists do. And he, the, uh, the other guy's like, but your device, you built a device. that He says, I made the device to convince people that other universes are possible. Simple as that. It uses telekinetic energy to bridge our world to someplace else, someplace unknown. It was never meant for whatever it is these monsters here are doing. It's like, forgive me, doctor. I, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm a student of your work. And, and Olaf says, and that's how you want my work to be used? You wanted to help the wrong people get power they couldn't possibly understand? It's like, no, I, I thought, let me just show you. You see, I only did what all good students do. It is why they brought me here too, to honor you. And he's holding up a case. And Orlov's like, no. Orlov kind of reminds me of Mads Mikkelsen. He's like, but he's a Russian. No. He goes, ah, Lem, you didn't. Oh, his name's Lem? Okay, maybe I missed that. And the woman comes in again. She says, he did. And she op- they, he opens up the case, and you see it. And it's this, it's a bunch of wires connected together to make like a dome. And you're like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure I saw that put on Eleven's head. I think that's pretty much the beginning of what we end up seeing in the, um, right? In the, in the Hawkins laboratory. It's, it reminds me of that, of something we've seen before. I'm not crazy, am I? Um, but then how would it get from Russia to the United States of America? Interesting. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, so she says, you flatter yourself if you think we'd put all our eggs into one basket, doctor. We will protect our assets at all costs. And since you won't deliver us the device, we'll help young Len perfect his. Or do I need to remind you what will happen if you fail? She says, no, you've made yourself perfectly clear. But while he is saying that, he, you, like you see behind his back, he took part of the, the, the other guy's device and he snapped a little piece off. So he's breaking it because he doesn't want this thing to work and be used for nefarious reasons. She says, excellent. Then make your preparations. We'll be testing the device today. So we jump over now, and I think we're at a train station, um, and it's with uh, Leonid, Anna, and Mr. Frost. And Leonid, obviously, he's obsessed with um, spies. Maybe he's like, I want to be a secret spy, and he's obsessed with all that kind of stuff. So he's like, um, what's in the bag? Is that your go bag? What's inside? Can I see? He's like, kid, you do realize that one of the key parts of being a spy is staying quiet, right? Yes, yep. Good, yep. Uh, so can I see what's in your bag? I can't believe I got myself into this. Well, you did, Anna says. Now you're going to tell us uh, how, you, how are you going to save our dad or what? It's like, first of all, we're going to take the device of yours and stuff it in your coat so someone doesn't take it right out of your hands. Then we keep moving. The bad guys are going to be on our heels the entire way. And if we don't get to Kamchatka first... Bad guys, and you, you see Frost is like, son of a... Turns around, and there's that big Ivan, Daniel Craig-looking dude. He says, it hurts to hear you speak that way about your friends. 
I see you've, you're still keeping your go bag in the same place. Old habits die hard. But Leonid was right. It was a go bag. And um, Frost was like, yes. And some people die hard too. Uh, that, that's some John McClane stuff right there. Uh, so that Ivan guy says, a quick wit as always. I hope your mind is just as quick to realize that there's no way out for any of you. Give us what we want. So it seems like he's surrounded. Or maybe not surrounded, but there's three dudes there. And uh, Anna says, uh, how about no? You must be Olaf's daughter, Anna, yes? Now, you ought to be careful, Anna. The, your companion doesn't have the best luck when it comes to children. Isn't that right, my old friend? Ooh, that seems like a low blow. Um, <clears throat> don't know what happened there, but I, you can speculate. And Mr. Frost says, You know, you keep throwing the word old around. You're going to hurt my feelings. But here, you want what we've got, Ivan? I've got something I've been meaning to give you for a long time. Puts his hand in his pocket, throws out a knife and says, Take it! And he goes, Hiya! He doesn't say Hiya, but he throws the knife and, of course, Ivan gets out of the way, and unlucky dude behind him, boom, takes the knife right in the neck. Come on, let's go. But that's enough of a distraction. They run off, and the other guy's like, Sir, Peter, he's, he's... And Ivan said, he's going to die. We cannot let those children escape. So he doesn't care if Peter's going to die. Peter might have a wife and kids at home. doesn't matter. He's dead. We, so they, Peter's dead. There's now two guys chasing Frost and the two kids. They go on their way. And we jump back to the prison, and we see, again, I want to say her name is Karina or Kalina. It begins with a K. Um, she's, they're back with the Demogorgon. Pull it out, and it comes out, uh, you know, opens up at the gate. It comes out from the uh, little hole they have. And she's like, we haven't fed it in days. It is hungry. It's on the other side. But they could see that it's not doing very well. Um, it's hungry, but that's not the problem. We've starved it before, but now, now it grows weak. It cannot live in our world, not without being connected to uh, the world it's from. It's dying faster than we thought. It doesn't have much time, which means, Dr. Orlov, you don't have much time. Now, when you think about that, it says it's, it needs to be connected to the world it's from. And for us, I mean, that connection was 11, or is 11. Um, so it's like it doesn't have much time, she tells the guards to nail it with some tranquilizers, knocks it out, and um, she says, fascinating work you do. Infinite worlds, infinite possibilities. Wouldn't it be nice if in this particular world we all got what we wanted? You go home to your family, and I, I see my dear pet live a long, useful life. So she takes the thing that um, that other dude made, kind of based on uh, Orlov's device and connects it to him. It doesn't seem, it doesn't, it seems like it's the same thing, but now it's connected to like the bottom of the Demogorgon's head, like under his mouth or his face or his mouth face. Uh, connects it up and says, Dr. Lim, are you ready? Yes, Dr. Karim, absolutely. Everyone's a doctor in this. Uh, so, Dr. Lim, ready to make you proud, ready to make you all proud. Here we go. Turns it on. Come on. You can do it. Just a little more. Keeps turning it up and it's like buzzing and she's like almost and pop, 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 pop. The thing breaks. It's like, this can't be right. I followed all of Dr. Olaf's teachings. I, I don't understand. It's very curious, Dr. Kareen says. 
Very curious indeed, she turns and looks at Orlov. But I suppose there's no use dwelling on it, not when there's so much work to do and so little time to do it. Besides, I wouldn't want you gentlemen still here when my pet wakes up. He's going to be famished. Oh, he's going to be very hungry. So we cut back, I mean, literally no time has passed back at the train station or wherever they are. There they are. Get them. Don't let them get away. So they start chasing them. They're chasing us. It's like, you got to pump those little legs. Uh, we have to get to the train. That's our only chance. Uh, so I'm not going to read everything they see here, but they, uh, one dude's like, I have them. There's a, the guy. It looks like he's just a train teller or he's a, he's a guard. I can't tell. Anna kicks him right in the knee. And <laughs> it's funny. Frost says, what are you doing? You don't kick people. If you're going to hit someone, close your fist and do it like this. It punches the guy, takes him out. He's like, now come on, enough screwing around. It seems like the kids are smiling in this, in this part. They're excited that they're, ha- they're in, in some kind of thrilling excitement and they're getting away. And the guards are like, stop right there. They're almost to the train. It's like, here, if we can just cut to the opposite end of, of the train car, we can get it. It's like... And you hear someone say, I know all your moves. What do you call what are they calling you now? Frost? Oh, so that's not his actual name. Why are you even doing this? And then Ivan's right there in front of them the whole time. You can't run forever and you know it. And Frost is like, I can't? Who's been looking for who all these years? Don't flatter yourself. I stopped searching when you grew irrelevant. Congratulations on becoming important again. And Frost says, Yeah. Wish I could say the same for you. And he's got his dukes up, ready for a fight. And they fight. They start punching each other. And Frost is like, get out of here, both of you. Get on the train. And he says, that's right, go. Us grown-ups have unfinished business to settle. But don't worry. I'll catch up with you soon. And, oh, it looks like he chokes out Frost. I don't know if he's dying, but he's like, he's like, don't go. I'll catch up with you soon. And you see, hey. Oh, my God, the next shot is Anna doing exactly what Frost told him. Closed fish, punched him right in the face. He lets go of Frost, and Frost is able to uh, get, the, um, get the upper hand, kick him in the face. Um, right be- but before that, Ivan's like, good, nice, someone has taught you well. Frost's like, damn right, boom, kick to the face. Move it, we can still make it. They run, they run, they get it, they jump on the train, get on there. They get on the train, Whew. And um, they, they make it just as the train is taking away. The bad guys are looking off at them. And um, Anna looks up at Frost and says, Frost, who is that guy? And Frost says, that's Ivan Korachev. He's the man who ruined my life and took my daughter from me. Boom. The end of chapter two. That was great. So... I love the ending there because now, remember he, Ivan brought up something about a kid and now we see that Ivan somehow took the kid from uh, Mr. Frost. We don't know anything about it, but here's what we kind of picked up in chapter two. So um, they have another doctor there to make the same device if uh, Orlov doesn't deliver. That doctor built it based on everything he learned from Orlov, but Orlov was able to sabotage it. Uh, not sabotage, I say sabotage. Uh, that's a joke that maybe two of you might get. Um, but the um, they try it on the Demogorgon. It doesn't work. And that Dr. Caroline's like, okay, um, we're feeding it, but when we don't feed it, it's fine. 
uh, it can last a while. The problem is it's disconnected from this world. And we need you to use your device to kind of connect it to something in your original world or something, some sort of connection uh, so that it can, it can um, thrive, it can survive. So I guess I, what I was thinking before was um, that it needed 11, but no, 11's from our world, so that wouldn't have worked. So I guess I'm wrong with that. But I guess because in, in um, Hawkins it was able to go back and forth, it didn't stay outside in our world all that long. The Russians are trying to keep it completely, and it's too long. And it's starting to become like E.T. at the end when before like Elliot connected. It's like, oh, Elliot, I'm not feeling good. He didn't say that, but that's remember he was all pale. And by the way, if you haven't seen E.T., it is like the greatest movie of all time. Um, but anyway, uh, that's what it reminded me of, like when you see the pale Demogorgon. So, you know, this thing's a monster, but you, you kind of feel bad for it because it doesn't know any better. It's just like kind of a mindless eating machine. Uh, and it's being tortured or being kind of exploited and used by the Russians. Uh, I mean, you don't you don't root for it. You don't want a, a friendly demagogue. Well, but then you realize Dustin had a friend, Dart. He was a good friend for a little while. Uh, anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, so they want to use that device to um, connect it to its other world so that it can hopefully survive in our world and we can use it as an awesome weapon to probably fight the Americans. But um, the device fails because, of course, Orlov sabotaged it. Um, and the, was it Caroline? Dr. Caroline? The doctor. Dr. K said, um, great, you have, um, now you have to figure out how to make it work. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't stick around while it, while it wakes up because it will be hungry. So she just leaves him. Uh, and what we do find out then is that we jump back and the kids get away from Ivan, who's now sent to hunt them down uh, because the other doctor didn't do a good enough job. So they basically sent the muscle in, and um, and there's some connection with the daughter. We're going to find out in Chapter 3. And when does Chapter 3 start? Chapter 3 starts right now! Okay, so this is the exciting part because I have no idea what's going to come. I um, I've read those first two chapters before I read them on the plane. Uh, it's been months, but I remember them. Uh, you know, the, the, it was a refresher, but I'm reading them going, oh yeah, I remember this, I remember this. Going forward, everything is brand new to me, so I'm excited to be experiencing this for the first time uh, with you guys here on the pod. So the, the cover, chapter cover, or it's the cover art for this issue, uh, because there's no, it doesn't say Stranger Things or anything, it's just the art which is pretty beautiful. It shows, uh, I'm guessing, uh, Mr. Frost, a little younger. Uh, either he's holding a bag or a knife. I can't tell what he's holding. Uh, and he's got a little tear in his eye that shows a badge with some blood on it. It shows a, um, a, a picture of him, like a photograph, with some other dude, uh, maybe Ivan, uh, and it's torn in half, a younger version. And we see a woman at a door, like longingly watching. It seems like someone leaving. So I wonder if we're going to get a little flashback of uh, Mr. Frost in this. Uh, and then the next panel shows uh, uh, someone holding a gas mask. A woman. Is that our doctor? Can't tell because it's not. In, it's in black and white, or gray and black. You know what I mean. Uh, so I don't know what it is, but we're going to find out as we get to the next. Uh, panel and oh what do we got here 
we have, I think we're with Orlov again. Nope, this might be an old one. I'm not sure what we're doing here. I think this is, is this a flashback? Um, yes, because this dude, whoever this dude is, is American. He says, you can burn in hell, both of you. I'll never tell you a thing. And then he gets smashed in the face by Ivan. He says, you American agents, you're all the same. I'll never talk. So brave, so strong. But trust me, comrade, one thing is certain. In the end, you all talk. And he holds up this, like, hot coil that he looks like he's about to burn uh, the American with. And someone walks in and says, okay, that's enough. And it looks like it's Mr. Frost. He says, uh, what are you doing? I have this situation under control. This is Ivan. He says, no, you are letting the situation control you. You keep torturing this man. He'll tell you he murdered John F. Kennedy. He's, like, He's about to break. I'm finished what I st- I'm finishing what I started. And Frost is like, I'm the one in charge, Kol- charge Kolachev. And I say this ends now. We will follow protocol and hand the prisoner over to our superiors. It's like, you always take their side. You never trust me. This is Ivan yelling back. You know, I'd watch my step if I were you, Agent Semenov. Okay, now he's called Agent Semenov. I think it's Frost, but it's Agent Semenov. This isn't the first time you've, list, you've let an American off easy. People are starting to talk. They're wondering where your loyalties lie. Semenov says, how dare you? You have no idea the risk I take every day I do this job. You cannot comprehend what I have at stake. And Ivan says, you're right. Forgive me. I spoke out of turn. But understand, it is only out of concern. I wouldn't want to see any trouble come your way. As Semenov, Frost, walking away, that Ivan says that very, to me, it sounds very, uh, very uh, like he's threatening. And so we're someplace, I don't know what year it is, but we see um, a statue. I want to say that's a statue of uh, either Karl Marx or Stalin or uh, Lenin. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't, it's probably not, I don't know. You couldn't find out now. Wow, Mike really doesn't know things. It's true. I don't. Uh, maybe uh, Lenin? Maybe? I don't know. But it shows a statue outside. It shows all these, it looks like government buildings and some construction going on. And we hear voices talking. We don't know who's saying what yet. But it's like, I should have known you uh, known not to trust Ivan. Oh, this must be Frost, a.k.a. Semenov. And maybe part of me did. He was my student. I was his teacher. But it was more than that. Ivan came from nothing. His father abandoned him. He was living on the streets by the time I was 13. I guess part of me thought I could repair the broken part of him. So we're definitely in a flashback here. It can't be the whole, whole uh, issue, can it? Uh, well, I guess it could be, but we'll find out. He says, I only wish I discovered sooner that Ivan had no interest in being repaired and that I was uh, an aging fool who just sentiment, who let sentiment cloud his judgment. And so he's being uh, either interviewed or talked to by um, maybe superiors. And they're like, we've been, there are que- there have been questions, Agent Semenov, about your recent interrogations, serious questions. Can you explain to us why you've been so lenient on your prisoners? You once extracted information that was critical to the ongoing efforts to dismantle our, enemy, our enemies, but recently 
you relented and it raised suspicions. So maybe this guy's turning into like a nicer person. Hello? He says, I am loyal to my country. We know you are, but we need to make a few simple measures to verify that you understand, of course. He says, of course, of course. So uh, they said, regardless how you how they told me the inquiries were all routine, regardless of their assurances that no one believed I was a traitor, I've been around enough to realize what was inevitable. They were coming for me. Okay, I understand what's going on here. He's telling the kids. They said, he's telling the kids on the train the story that's going on. So he's like, they're coming for me. And um, he shows him packing some bags. And there's a woman there that says, then we'll go with you. I'll get our things as well. He says, no, Anessa. As long as you're with me, then you are the sh- you share the same risk. And you can't go where I'm going. Where are you going? Your daughter, what of her? What do I say to her? He says, tell her I went missing. Tell her I died in, ju- in duty. I ask just one thing for you. Never tell her I left. Never tell her the truth. I can't bear the thought of her thinking her papa gave up on her. And it shows him looking in on his daughter sleeping, realizing he has to leave his daughter, and um, realizing he doesn't want her to think that she abandoned him, um, even though she's, he's running, but he's running to protect them. And the mother is just crying. And it's like, you know, people you know, might make fun of someone for reading comic books, but my God, a simple drawing can just produce so much emotion in a story uh, that, I'm sorry, this is just as wonderful a, uh, a medium of, of telling stories as any other medium is. And the fact that people, I have friends who are like, oh, you, you, you read a comic book. And I want to be like, yeah, yep, I sure am. And I feel bad for them that they don't see it and that they can't see it. And what you know what it is? They're missing out on things. That's the way I see it. So if anyone ever pokes fun at you for reading a comic book, say, yeah, you know what? I am reading a comic book. Uh, and they, you realize that they're missing out because they don't get to enjoy the, and appreciate uh, something that you get to uh, have fun reading, which I'm having fun reading right now with you guys. And it's just you know little things like that where I'm like, man, I wish I could make everyone see what I see when I read a comic book. Uh, but you know what? It's not for everybody. It's just for us. So anyway, and that's a good thing. Um, doesn't have to be for everyone. What was I talking about? Okay, boom, so she's, he's leaving and the mother's like, but you're giving up on us, your family. Please don't do this. He says, I must. This is the only way to keep you and Maria safe. And now we're back on the train and uh, Leonid is fast asleep. Anna's sitting there listening and now I'm going to call him Frost again. He says, I've never seen either of them since. I never called, never wrote, never even watched my daughter grow up from afar. I stayed away. And Anna says, I'm sorry that happened to you. Mia Linodid, our mom, died a few years ago. I know what it's like to lose people you love. You must miss your family a lot. He says, yes. Yes, I do. So they get to a train station, and um, they get off. And Leonid is like, wait, what are we doing? This isn't Kamchatka. So Kamchatka must be the town. I think I always just called it the prison. But... Um, Frost is like, no, it's not. But if we spend any more time on this train, it's going to be swarming with, live, with Ivan and his men. We're lucky it's not already. 
So they got off the train a little early. He says, well, what are we going to do? Our dad needs us. We can't walk here. We can't walk all the way there from here. No one said anything about walking anywhere. And Ivan, wa- oh, Frost, Ivan. Frost walks right up to a car and breaks in. He's like, whoa, what? Uh, you know how to hotwire a car? Are we stealing this car? It's like, if you don't pipe down, we're not. Not if you don't pipe down. So they basically hotwired a car. And he says, I didn't evade the KGB for 15 years without learning a trick or two. Now, now you two sit back and get some rest. Okay, we've got a stop to make on our way to Kamchatka. Oh, my goodness. We jump right back to the prison. And uh, the, the Demogorgon, he don't look too well. He's like... And he's just like drool and goop hanging from his face. And he falls over. I say he, I don't know, it. It falls over. And uh, it looks like it passes out. It looks like it's barely alive. And um, Dr. Doctor Redhead, woman, I don't remember her name, says, damn it. And uh, back inside we see, is it Dr. Lem and Dr. Orloff? I'm remembering. And her name's like Caroline or Coline or Kayline or something like that. And they're like, we're missing something. Uh, maybe it's just a small adjustment. I can't, I can't understand why the device failed to work. This was the young doctor. And Orloff's like, inventions, you know, especially of this short, they can be fickle. Um, and the door slams open. Bam! And the, the lady doctor woman says, the woman doctor says, gentlemen, come with me now. And the young guy's like, please, you must understand, we're doing all we can. We need more time. She says, oh, I believe one of you is doing all he can, but I need to test my theory. She's like, wait, 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 what are you doing? What are you? And they push him into the cell. They push the young guy into the cell, lock him in there. And then she turns to, uh, to Dr. Orlov and says, tell me, doctor, did you sabotage the device? He's like, what? It's a simple question. I know you did. And that means you, need, you know how to fix it. Now tell me. And inside, the, other, the young doctor's like, please, please get me out of here. And Orlov's like, I don't have any idea what the hell you're talking about. He says, I lose nothing here, doctor. One more turn of the wheel is all it takes. My pet desperately needs to feed. And inside, the young doctor's like, Dr. Olaf, please, please. And Olaf's like, I, I didn't, I didn't sabotage anything. And I'm like, oh, dude, Olaf, this dude is cold. He is that much against helping that he's, she's like, very well then. Lem simply doesn't know how to complete the task. And he is no longer needed. So she opens up the, the, um, the door that allows the Demogorgon to come in. And Lem's like, no, 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 no. But guess what? You, if you haven't read it, spoiler alert, Orlov doesn't do a thing. Dr. Orlov, please, no. He lets the Demogorgon eat this dude's head. Just crush him and kill him right then and there. And the look, you don't even see it happen. You see the, the, the Demogorgon jump on him. Then you just see a reaction shot of Orlov as this dude is being, um, you know, uh, digested by the Demogorgon. Oh, my God. Cold, Orlov. Cold. So we cut back over to, um, it's daylight now, and they're in the stolen car. And the kids are like, what is this place? Uh, why are we here? 
and she's like, Frost, hello, are you just not going to say anything ever? And he grabs some money out of a bag and says, stay here. And Ileonid's um, like, uh, so I guess he's back to being scary again? So, um, oh my gosh, I know what's going on. He's walking up to a house. He says, you can do this. Just leave the money on the sto- doorstep, turn around, and walk away. You owe her at least. But then he looks down, and he sees a shoe print. And he's like, no. And he goes to reach into his gun, his bag for a gun, or his coat for a gun. He's like, where? And you hear a click right here. Predictable to the very end. And it's Ivan, that son of a gun, says, you really didn't think I'd know you'd come here? That you'd be this close and be able to resist? And so he went to his, his family house. Either he went to see his wife or his grown-up kid, I'm not sure yet, but he went to visit them and give them money, and Ivan knew it, and he's there waiting for him. And Frost is like, fine, you got me. Spare me the gloating and get it over with. And Ivan's like, no, no, not yet. You still have something I want. It's like, what? The device? I threw that off the train miles ago. Whatever that thing is or was, it's gone, broken into a hundred pieces. You'll never even find it. He says, you know what, old friend? I'm going to call your bluff, Ivan says. Bring the girl. Like, let me go, let me go. So you see this, like, grown woman. I don't know if she's a teenager or a young adult. She's like, let me go. And Maria, no. How is this possible? This can't be. Papa and traitor, get off this land now. Traitor, you ruined my life. She's screaming at him. He's like, Maria, no, you don't understand. And Ivan's like, ha, 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 we're not here to mend old fences. I want the device or your daughter dies. The final indignity of your lifetime of indignities, all caused by you. And one of the guards is holding a gun to this young woman's face. Tears are pouring down her eyes. She's got this look of disbelief. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. And Frost is like, he turns on Ivan. He says, Ivan, you son of a bitch. Mark my words, I will kill you. Even if I have to rise from the shallow hole you throw me in, I'll come for you. Ivan says, maybe you will. But first, you'll give me the device. And then in the background, we see um, a guard holding the kids, or with the kids. Anna has the device in her hand. And um, they say to him, you said you'd get our, us, help us get our dad back. You lied to us. And he walks over to them. They're standing there. He says, hey, hey, don't stop it. They'll kill our dad. And he takes the device and says, take it. Just please don't kill them. He said, kill them? No, we won't be killing anyone today, especially to, especially you. It'll be much more satisfying to leave you to suffer. So he leaves them, takes the case with them. We see uh, Frost crying. We see Leonid and Anna um, kind of um, comforting each other. We see Maria, the daughter, in the background. I'm not sure I buy this yet. I think they might have given him an empty case. Let's find out. I'm going to turn the page. And, oh, we don't know. Because we're back with um, with the Demogorgon after it just ate a man, pretty much. Ate him pretty good. And she's the woman's like, it's stronger after it feeds, but not strong enough. I need to see it reach its full poven- potential. 
I've come too far to see this experiment fail. Oh, I thought she was talking to Orlov. She's just talking to one of her guards. And, um, oh, my goodness gracious. It says, oh, now I know. Oh, my goodness gracious. It says, we tried to open our own portal to the other side, just like the Americans had. And we see, like, the giant, you know, um, laser pointing to the upside down. I was there. I helped build the machine. But I knew even then, oh, my God. Um, so it show, she's one of the guards that where the machine failed at the um, Stranger Things 3. Um, and they're like, what is going on? Why is the portal closing? I, I, I don't know. And it shows, our, you know, um, our doctor. The, the, I can't, I'm, I'm so excited. This kind of shows the connection between, you know, where we're coming into Stranger Things the TV show side of things. I mean, we're seeing, uh, is it Alexi, right? And the big scary Russian and some other dudes. And, um, the woman was there. She was working. She was part of the team up with the, where the, where the, um, giant laser device was. She says, we were destined to veil. I was lucky. In fact, I was the only one, uh, who was lucky that day. Like she survived that. Uh, remember there was a, a I said there was a drawing of her taking a mask off it was after the explosion when they couldn't, when they weren't able to keep the gate open. Um, she says, everyone else, Dr. Alexei, the comrade, general, saw nothing but failure, but not me. She, actually, we see her going over and she sees a small little dude. And it's a tiny little, looks like a tiny little tadpole. And I believe that's exactly what turns into the Demogorgon. So, this is a, this is how they got the Demogorgon. They opened the gate, and or if it's the same one, we see because that's at the end of three. They already have one. But probably not the same. Well, it could be uh, because they grow up pretty quick. But it looks like a little tadpole, just like Dart, just like Dustin have. So she goes over. She sees a little slimy thing. She picks it up with her hand, and she says, "I've watched it grow. I've nursed it from every stage of its life. We've come so far, and I will not, under any circumstance, lose it now." Dr. Corrine, Dr. Corrine, I've just received word, Dr. Ivan. He's recovered the device. He's on his way here presently. She says, yes, at last, at last, I will have full control over my pet. With the device now in our possession, should I bring Dr. Orlov to us? And Corrine's like, no, not yet. The beast just ate. But soon, it shows the Demogorgon all bloodied up. So I think they're going to use the device and feed Dr. Orlov to... Uh, the Demogorgon. She's like, but soon. And that is the end. Oh, my goodness. That's the end of chapter three. Oh, 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 my goodness. So, okay. Where are we now? So we got a little background where he um, he was kind of softening. He didn't want to be part of this you know, KGB roughing up people. Uh, but he knew that his time was short, so he ran from his family. Uh, and now he's with them. He's with them in Kamchatka. Uh, well, they get off a little early. They steal a car. And instead of going straight to the prison, he he takes a, a detour to his daughter's house to give some money. But, of course, Ivan knew he would go there. Seems like the kids felt like they were being betrayed because they're like, you taught us, you were taking us to our dad. What the hell? And they go. he goes over. He's like, just give this to them. Gives the case to Ivan. Now Ivan's bringing the case back to Dr. Kareen. Uh, who we find out was one of the Russians working in the science lab when they tried to open the lab the the gate the first time, 
she found a, a little tiny little tadpole demogorgon, raised it up, and um, is trying to keep it alive. Bonkers. I love it. Um, but I don't know if they really have the device. I don't know if that was part of the ploy. I wonder if the da- the daughter will be helping, staying with them. I don't know anything about the mother. They didn't. That wasn't mentioned. But um, I don't want to wait anymore. Let's find out. Let's get to this final chapter of Kamchatka. All right. The last issue, issue number four, chapter number four, depending on how you're uh, reading this, we see a cover... Um, a young lady holding a gun. I'm not sure if that's Dr. Corrine or if that's Maria uh, Frost's uh, daughter. We see a, a picture of, looks like Frost ready for a fight. We see kids running. We see a Demogorgon and all around them all kinds of flames. Very dramatic, very, very beautiful painting. Let's get into this. And of course, we get one frame from the, um, from the issue that we don't know what, it, what exactly what's going on. But I'm just going to tell you what's in this frame. It's Ivan. We don't know the context of it. Ivan is choking uh, Frost. But it looks like Frost is holding a hand grenade and he just pulled the pin. So I'm excited to see how we get to that and how we get out of it. Or if we do get out of it. So we're back at um, Maria's house. And and it looks like it's Leonid and Anna in a car. And Leonid's like, what are you even trying to do? You actually think just because... You watched Frost Hotwire Cow, you can do it too? Oh, it looks like they're trying to leave. She's like, well, what else are we going to do? Walk to the prison? It's like, no, but but nothing. We're running out of time. Do you understand that? If we don't get to that prison soon, they're going to... Dad, Dad will... She's like, I know, Anna, I know. We'll figure something out. And then um, Maria says, well, when you do leave, take the traitor with you. She says, you know what, Anna, this is Anna talking to an older older woman. You know what, I have every reason in the world to hate your dad, but you don't. He's a traitor. He turned against his country, and he's abandoned me and my mom. I think that's reason enough. She says, you, this is Anna saying this to the, the older woman. You stupid, selfish woman. They lied to you. Your dad isn't a traitor. Everything he's done since the moment he was forced to leave you and your mom has been to protect you. You should be grateful that your dad loves you so much. She says, no, no, you're lying. That, that can't be true. That cannot be true. Right? She's like, why are you asking me? Go ask him. So she walks over and Frost just kind of standing there. She's like, is that, is, is what they're saying? Is that true? He says, I wanted you to think I was dead. It would have been so much easier that way. She's like, Papa, please, t- tell me. I had to protect you, Maria. It broke my heart, but it was the only way I knew how to do it. I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could go fix things so that at least you knew all your life that your papa loved you more than anything in the world. Papa. I don't know why I said it like that. Papa. He's like, I know, I know. I I can't change what happened. So there's one thing I can do, though. I can make sure those bastards don't tear another family apart. Oh, my God. That was, and he starts walking away. Like you just see his back, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy could is like John Wick." I want to see him have his own movies. You're like, "Get in, both of you. We can still make it." And Maria's like, "Papa, wait. 
There's still so much for us to... I never told you. He says, it's okay, my daughter. I know. I love you too. And then he drives off. Now, I have a really bad feeling that he's never going to see her again. Fingers crossed that I'm wrong, but I'm a little concerned. So back at the prison, Karin's like, what took so long? He's like, look at it. It doesn't have much time. Ivan's like, in that case, I suspect you ought to do, you ought to take this, do your job, and you're welcome. So she goes into the uh, Demogorgon, who's, he's not, I don't even think he's sedated now. He's just really weak. And she's like, it's okay, it's okay, hush now. It's par- he, she, she says, it's part of a hive mind, you see. It cannot live unless it's connected to its source, which is all the way in America. Oh. Oh. Okay. The mind flayer? Right, right? It's connected to the mind f- Hmm, right? Well, well, what we call the Mind Flayer. But the Mind Flayer, we know, was just created by Vecna, right? I mean, oh my God, I love the connection. I, I can still, I can't wait to do the rewatch, but I just remember seeing it all and seeing how it was all connected. It was just mwah, wonderful. I just did a chef's kiss. I don't know if you can't see it in the audio, but I did it. Okay, I'm lying. I didn't do it. I just did the kiss sign like that. But but picture me doing a chef's kiss. Uh, so she's like, um, you know, it cannot live unless it's connected to the source, which is all the way in America. But this device, it amplifies telekinetic activity. So it is just like the thing that Eleven used. But remember, this is, this can't be the exact same thing because that happened years ago. This is, this is not years before Stranger Things, the, the show. It was just what I thought it might be. This is after three, before four. So I have a feeling, I have a feeling that at the end of this, this issue, we might see Hopper in the prison. I just, I just have a feeling. I could be very wrong or he's just showing up, like there's a new gr- group showing up. I'm just kind of, that's my speculation. Again, I have not... I've not read this, so I don't know. It's exciting. Uh, but they're going to, um, it says, okay, it connects, it amplifies kinetic, telekinetic abilities, which means where my pet's connection was once severed, it uh, will once again be complete. They fire the thing up, and boom, Demogorgon jumps up, and it is looking great. It's feeling great. And uh, Karin's like, it's magnificent. And she has the door wide open, and she's like, whoops, wonderful, just wonderful. And then she backs up and closes the door really quick. The thing's about to, like, attack, and she, good thing she closed the door. She's like, someone, go get me Dr. Olaf. I no longer have use for him. So you realize, okay, now that they have the device, they're going to, uh, she's going to uh, feed Dr. Olaf to the Demogorgon, which, you know, not good, not good at all. So we cut, we see the outside of the prison, and this guard's walking along, and he's like, he hears somebody's like, huh? And boom, hit, someone grabs him from behind. Obviously, it's Frost. Throws him off the ledge. And um, you're like, he's like, hey, stop right there. So I thought he was going to be sneaky, but these guards see him right away. They're like, send the alarm. Someone sound the alarm. But before he has a chance to do that, Frost is like, remember my knives? Yeah, hear them all. He didn't say, hey, yeah, but th- and he didn't say, remember my knives. This is me. Um, throws the knife, kills one dude. S- looks like he slits the throat of the other guy. And um, <laughs> Leonid said that, that was incredibly violent and amazing. <laughs> and um, 
uh, Frost is like, always catch the enemy by surprise. Remember that. And believe me, if you were impressed by what just happened, you're going to love what I have in store for this place. He takes a, That's when he takes a hand grenade out. So we knew hand grenades are, are going to be part of this. He's like, now come on, let's go get your dad. Uh, so we jump down and we see Orloff. And he's like, no, no, let go of me. You can't do this. You hear me. You need me. On the contrary, doctor, we don't. Not anymore. And this is Kareen saying this. Allow me to introduce you to my dear friend Ivan. He went through the great pains to retrieve your device, which, as you can see for yourself, worked quite nicely. Now, I wonder if all of going to be like, what about my kids? You son of a bitch, what are my children? Oh, he does it right away. You son of a bitch, what are my children? If you hurt them, so help me out. Ivan says, I don't think you're in much position to do anything good, doctor. Now, oh, <laughs> he didn't say anything good, doctor. He says to do anything good, doctor. Now, Dr. Kareen, if we could move this demonstration along, I'd like to... Uh, and then you hear the alarms going off. Now, he didn't say anything about the kids, though. So Orlov still doesn't know. He, um, they're like, must be some sort of out, so, some kind of outage. I'll have the guards go check on it. This is um, Kareen saying this. And um, Ivan's like, you can, but I promise you this is no outage. This is someone saying hello. Stay. And keep your prisoner with you. Ivan knows who it is, and he's about to go out and take out um, Mr. Uh, Frost. So we see Frost take another guard out. They're moving along, and Anna's like, ah, This place is a maze. How are we ever going to find our dad? And Leonid's like, Maybe we should knock out every guard and try to get information. Oh, he says, Maybe we should not knock out every guard and actually try to get information. And Frost is like, uh, No time for that. We keep going until until you find your dear old dad or until someone finds you. Ivan found them pretty quickly, and now we know we're going to get a battle, one final battle between Frost and Ivan. He says, I should have killed you when I had the chance. After all, you can't break what's already broken. But not to worry, I won't make the same mistake twice. So he tells the kids, go find your dad. I'll handle Ivan. Like, but Frost... We're not ready. Without you, we... Go, Anna. Remember what I taught you. You'll be okay. Now, as for you, old friend, let's end this. So, oh boy. We go back to Kareen. She's got Orlov on his knees. She's got a gun to his head. And she says, you could have been a hero to your country. You know that. Instead, you get this. And Orlov says, and you think you're a hero? Maybe today. But by tomorrow, your bosses will be wondering what you've done to them for them lately. You're just like me. You're trapped. Up in the ceiling, the kids are seeing, they found him. They're seeing this. Like, it's dad. We have to save him. And Anna says, I know, but that woman has a gun. So I need a plan. So um, Anna, uh, Kareen's going on. She's like, and we'll just see how similar we are when you're the one in the monster's cage. And I'm the one out here not being eaten. And she's about to say eaten. And you hear, hey, leave my dad alone. And Leonid is running at them. And she's like, you've got to be kidding me. All this fuss has been caused by a child? A child? And uh, Orlov's like, Leonid, what, what are you, you can't be here. And you realize this is part of the, I realize this is part of the distraction. So um, <laughs> they're like, uh, and I don't see what's going on yet. Uh, but she says, and he's your child? Oh, this is too good. Leonid, you have to run. 
Now, know that I'm not leaving you here without you. You really think you're going to save your father, kid? You're going to join him. And you, while that's going on, you see the Demogorgon coming out of its little cage. And now you see it right behind Dr. Uh, Kareem. And you, s- you hear another voice in, Hey, lady, over here. And boom, closed fist. Anna punches her right in the face and clocks her out and says, Always catch them by surprise. And like you can see her hand hurts her a little, but she knocked her butt out. Uh, I thought maybe she was doing something to let the Demogorgon out, but I don't know yet. So he's like, Leonid, Anna, kids, and they have a big embrace. Now, how how did you figure out what happened to me? How did you come all this way? And they're like, we'll catch you up everything. We'll catch you up on everything later, Dad. Uh, what is that thing? But for right now, oh, I think Leonid said, what is that thing? And Anna says, but for right now, we have to go help our friend. And we see them fighting. And we see, you know, Ivan's like, just give up already. They're all bloodied. They're both bloodied. Their knuckles are bloody. Their faces are bloody. He's, I'll put you down as painlessly as possible. And Frost says, never, and goes for a swing. But now um, uh, Ivan has him in a chokehold. He says, I didn't, it didn't have to be this way. It never had to be this way. You were like a father to me, but you were too stubborn. All you cared about were the rules and goddamn state. You never cared about me. Never. Never. And, and Frost is like, he's gasping for air. You see, stop it. And now it's Anna, Leonid, and, and the dad. And Anna says, let him go. And uh, Ivan says, you want him? Come and get him. And Frost says, Anna, Leonid, no. No. And he reaches for his grenade. And she says, Frost, please. And Leonid says, you can't. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting so scared. I'm getting so sad. He says, go now. Be a family. And his tears are rolling down his face. He pulls the pin, which is, you know, a little bit of a spoiler that we see that at the beginning. He says, go. And Ivan's like, you crazy old man, what have you done? Goodbye, Ivan. And he looks over his shoulder and says, goodbye to Ivan. Boom. Let's go. Boom. Huge explosion. They sh- they sh- they they show a tank, a gas tank in there. Oh, that, that means it's going to be an even bigger explosion. They're like, come on, get out of here. Let's go. The three of them run for their lives. They run up a ladder. They run. They get out with a giant explosion, but they're able to get out of the prison safely. They're outside. And um, the dad, dad, Dr. Olaf, Dr. Dad says, come on, kids. Let's get as far away from this place as we can. They... We flip over to the next page, and um, they're on a train. He says, so this is goodbye. We're never going back home again. And where is Helsinki? Uh, do you not pay attention at school? Helsinki is in Finland. Now, am I trying to speak Finnish all of a sudden? Did I just change? No. Anna's like, do you not pay attention at school? It's They're going to Finland. So Orlov's like, I still don't know about all this. So it seems like Anna's the one taking control. She said... We can't stay in Russia anymore, Dad. And I know that if Frost was here, he'd want us to use his money to get a fresh start. He says, your mother would be so proud of both of you. I know I've said I, uh, it plenty of times already, but thank you for coming for me. Thank you for saving me. We'd never give up on you, Dad. Yeah, we stick together. That's what families do. The 
end. We don't get anything with Hopper. Damn, I thought we would. We get some cool uh, cover art, different like variants and stuff. Really cool. Um, and this was just the... Oh, wait, I'm going to back up a little. It says... Um, I'm just going to read the description from the back of the comic. When a leading Soviet scientist is abducted to work on a top-secret project, he comes face-to-face with the Kremlin's new ultimate weapon, a Demogorgon. What his top-secret captors didn't count on was the resiliency of the doctor's children. While their father has been dra- uh, dragooned into weaponizing... Dragooned? I never heard that word. Into weaponizing a monster brought back from the U.S., the two, see, it was brought back from the U.S. along with Hopper. He's in the prison right now, or he's going to be there. Um, says the two young teenagers, they're teenagers? Wow, I thought it was like 13 and 11, uh, are forced to embark on a harrowing and perilous journey to find him. With help, well, I guess she was trying to hotwire a car. With help from an unlikely, unlikely ally, an old but extremely deadly retired KGB agent. Boy, I'm glad I didn't read this at the beginning. Things are getting stranger in Russia, and all four of these characters will need to battle impossible odds in order to survive, if they survive. This terrifying collection, written by hit author Michael Morrissey, was written the plot in Barbaric, and featuring gritty, featuring gritty out from Todor Hristov, who also did the Stranger Things Halloween special. Um, it combines the science fiction creatures of the Upside Down, the spine-tingling Cold War intrigue and espionage into a new thread uh, in the tapestry of Stranger Things. I, I'm sure I didn't read that right. But I got to tell you, that was enjoyable. It, it told the story of, it kind of filled in some gaps of what the Russians have been working on, what they've been trying to do, and what they continued to try to do. Um, but it was just one, well, you know, no, they were at the prison, right? They were at Kamchatka. So it was just one issue. Obviously, um, the they kept going. They kept working on things. They had multiple things. They obviously had more than one Demogorgon. Well, unless the, the explosion didn't take out the whole thing. So it killed Ivan. The Demogorgon is still there. Um, and, Right? Yeah, and the, even the doctor just got punched out. I don't know if she was in the explosion. They showed the gas tank, so there was a big explosion, but it doesn't mean they're all dead, obviously, because we know the demogor- the Russian work continued through Stranger Things 4. Uh, oh, boy. Well, that was a fun read. I'm really glad I finally freaking got to it. Uh, I'm sorry it took so long, my friends, but um, the, the podcast is back. Uh, look for much more regular things i mean it's not going to be months until the next time so hopefully i'll have another thing for you fairly soon but my goodness gracious i i needed to get back to you guys i needed it so bad and i'm glad i did uh, and i want to thank you guys first of all i want to thank you for continuing to support the podcast i haven't put up episodes in you know months and yet i checked and people are, are still finding it they're still listening to it they're still downloading it and that just it blows my mind it blows my mind and I appreciate you all, the Stranger Friends. And I thank you for sending in the voicemail. Uh, you know, if you go to just strangerdangerpodcast.com, I think it's slash voicemail or hotline or something like that. But if you go to strangerdangerpodcast.com, you can see, you can find the links to the uh, to the voicemail. 
Uh, it might even be in the show notes of this episode. I'm sure it is. I, I'm sure I did that. Um, and I thank you guys for the iTunes reviews, the downloads, the emails, the uh, voicemails. And, I, and I'm going to be getting to that in, in the, probably the next episode. I'm going to go through all the uh, voicemail and, um, and play them on the show and talk to you guys and answer your questions. And, you know, hopefully I'll get some new ones soon. Now that you see, Hey, he's still doing the podcast. He hasn't, he hasn't left us. No. As the song said at the beginning, I'm still here. And, uh, you know, speaking of, of still being here, I want to tell you some other places you can find me. Now, you know, I'm on Twitter at stranger D pod, which is really the worst possible name for the, for the podcast, stranger D pod, but it, it works. You guys find me there. But did you know I'm also on Instagram? Uh, I've I've only had you know one or two posts. I made this po- this Instagram post uh, Instagram user a while ago, and I never did anything with it. And that's dumb because you can find me on Instagram at two different places. You can find me on Instagram at Geek Mentality, but you can find the show on Instagram at Stranger Danger Pod. Uh, and I'm also at Geek Mentality on Twitter. But guess what? There's something new. I don't know if you've heard. If you're on Instagram, it's probably almost impossible for you not to have heard of Threads, okay? Threads is Instagram and Meta's kind of answer to Twitter, and it's been really popular over the last couple of days, especially the way Twitter's been recently, and my favorite thing on Twitter is using TweetDeck, and it, right now it's working uh, correctly, but they updated it recently, and it was awful, and then they reverted back to the older version, and it was useful again. But my understanding is, at a certain point, TweetDeck is going behind a paywall where you have to be uh, use that Twitter blue. And I'm not Twitter blueing. Uh, I, you know, I'm not paying eight bucks a month to get to get a blue check mark. Nowadays, remember in the old days, you see someone with a blue check mark, you're like, oh, that's who that really is. Nowadays, you see someone with a blue check mark, you're like, oh, that person paid eight bucks for a blue check mark. I guess. Like, I'd almost be like, oh, do I like Twitter enough to pay the eight bucks? I don't know, but I don't want that blue check mark. If I could make it so they don't put that check mark next to my name and, and still use Twitter, because I almost I look at it the opposite way now. But that being said, um, I wonder if Threads is really going to take off. I liked it so far, and um, I made sure that I have all my stuff over there. So me on Threads, if you're on Threads, at Geek Mentality and at Stranger Danger Pod. It's the same username as Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram and you're using Threads, come over to Threads. It's just an app now. I don't, there, you can see it on the web, but you can't post to it on the web yet. I think that will make it uh, much more usable. I think that for me, because, I mean, yes, I have my phone everywhere with me, but sometimes I just like posting from my computer. Uh, so I would, um, I would appreciate it if you could follow me over there, too, if you're using Threads. It's just Stranger Danger Pod and Geek Mentality. And that is really it. So you will hear from me again soon. Uh, but I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing. I need you all to stay stranger, my friends. And remember, reading is fundamental. And you can't spell fundamental without F, U, N. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a a reading rainbow